filmmaking covers a variety of genres, and during the 1990s, one in particular saw a resurgence, the big-budget disaster flick. It's coming! It's headed right for us! It's already here! For two science-obsessed kids growing up on opposite sides of Pennsylvania, nothing left a bigger impression than Twister. The suck zone. I think we're going in! Join Kelly and Joe as they dissect the second highest grossing film of 1996. We have to breathe, Dusty, we have to breathe! Minute by minute. Another cow! Actually, I think that was the same one. And relive one of their favorite movies of all time. No, that, that was a good size twister. What was that, an F3? Solid F2. Tornado warning continues now. Hello once again from Kelly and Joe here at the Solid F2 Podcast. We are back to talk about the 70th minute of Twister while Kelly plays with the fidget spinner. You know what is kind of crappy about this fidget spinner? You know what? I thought it was actually a pretty good fidget spinner. The girls, I got ones that have poppets in the... Is it that that doesn't have poppets? Or? Yeah, this one doesn't have poppets. No, that one's just, when they were all the rage like five years ago, that's just a leftover. It's a relic of the past. It's boring. Well, then why are you spinning it? Because mm, I like it. There's there's not enough uh, things for you to do on that fidget spinner, though. You need you need a fidget spinner on your fidget spinner. I need to be able to fidget. You need the fidget with the fidget? Yeah. That makes sense. If anyone knows you, that makes perfect sense. All right, let's take a listen to minute 70. Thank you. All right, we went over time there by about six seconds, but this minute gives us a lot to talk about. Really, the, the dialogue included "thank you." I think was <laughs> was all we got there before she uh, said, his... "Here you go." Oh, did she? The, the okay, barista said, "Here you go." Also, what is in those cups? Because do you think those cups had coffee in them? Because I don't think they have coffee in them. They don't probably look, water. They look empty. You think they're empty? Or, or I, there's I, like half a cup of something. 
So we see the TV in Melissa's room that we ended the last minute with. It goes to static. The barista says, here you go. Bill says, thank you. Then they look at the television. They see like the music video or concert they're watching on the TV is gone, replaced with static. And then we get the rest of the minute. There is no dialogue. We see Melissa turn the television off. You hear the wind blow in through the windows. It's got to be warm in Oklahoma in the middle of summer like this. I don't know that I would want my windows open. Oh, see, I was thinking how how nice an evening breeze would feel. (laughs) I don't think that there is air conditioning. How wonderful is that evening breeze before a tornado rolls through? It's just absolutely delightful. I think you're overestimating the motel on the side of the road to have to have air conditioning. Well, this is also the mid '90s, so I don't know how great rundown motels in the middle of Tornado Alley if they had uh, central air. I think that they would probably uh, feel a little hurt that you're calling it a rundown motel. No, I'm sorry. Um, I apologize. Also, like, I, I don't know the answer to this. So, like, what do you think? Thank you. What do you think the... How realistic do you think it is to have some static on a television and have two people go, something's coming? Like... I feel like in the 90s, we got static on our TV all the time. You smacked the side of it, and that was, you just fixed it. Like, Not, well, I guess it depends on if it's cable or if it's over the air or, you know, the old set-top box television stuff. I don't know what they're using. I mean, it's not a 50-inch plasma no. high def, so I don't know. It just, I always thought it was weird that they were, like, a little bit of static, and instead of thinking, like, oh, the cord needs adjusted, right. they're, like, clearly a tornado And I know you don't have to have a rain system moving through with a tornado but it's just always weird to me that it's just like surprise there's a tornado pleasant evening it's just like it's a nice nice summer breeze rolling in like you mentioned and all of a sudden yeah there's there's an f4 twister ef4 twister barreling down on them Uh, we're well into the next minute here just get caught up in uh, you're about to see my favorite face on bill though Next minute, we'll when it lights it. up, when the lightning strikes and his eyes get real wide. Yeah. Well, this entire like last fifty seconds of this minute is just Bill and uh, M- Melissa and Joe just kind of making, <laughs> changing their face as yeah. they try to figure out what's going on. But I will say, I think that the filmmakers did a really good job in this minute of building up that suspense. Yeah, exactly. They go like first the music. They go from "Love Affair" by Katie Lang. Oh, you looked it up. Yes. Okay. Good. Which fades and then you just hear the sound of the static for a minute until melissa turns off her set and then, and then you the start score to kicks build. in yeah, the score kicks in you get that rumble of thunder and you hear the wind and you get the wind whistling yeah very good sound mixing and and then you add in the visuals where bill and joe start to slowly walk around the side of the snack bar where they're getting their coffee Melissa comes out and is slowly walking towards them. And even her face, like she turns off the TV and she's watching the wind come through her window, blowing the curtains in there. And you can see like she's a little traumatized by the events of the day already. So now she doesn't trust that wind. Yeah, she's she, looking she, at it like, what is that? She's picked up on Bill sniffing the dirt uh, abilities. Yeah, a little bit. Maybe it's in the blood. Maybe yeah. she uh, is joining the family and so has maybe she has the, the sense but she's it, joining I, the family for the next like you know, five minutes. And then she's all questions out. aside about like, would that cause the static? Would the static cause that reaction? The whole minute is really well built up. Yeah. Even if it's maybe not 
realistic. perfectly realistic. It, but like, it is very good way to build the suspense. You, and know, you think, buy into it. When you're watching the movie, you're not like, well, that wouldn't happen. Right. And I think you, you have to, when you watch a movie like this, suspend your disbelief Just while you're watching it. sit there and be entertained. Right. Like, don't be so overly critical. And I, and I will say, first critical as I sound, this is my favorite scene in the whole movie. Well, and the only reason we're this critical is because we have to talk about a minute of the movie in, in chunks like this. And if we just sat here and we're just like, that was good. That was fun. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, when you're taking, you know, 15, 20 minutes to talk about one minute of a movie, there's going to be things that pop up and you start to think about it more. You overthink about it and then you become usually hypercritical. But yeah, as we say, like every other show, we love this movie. It's amazing. Even if uh, some of the setup maybe not be realistic, it still works in a movie setting. Do you so. think that's her dad's jacket? Uh, she always be- wears that like beat up leather jacket that's like know. a little too big for her. Maybe. I always kind of thought maybe it was her dad's, but no, they never, they they never show get, him wearing it. Yeah, I just, they don't get into that. They don't mention it. Maybe I, it's just like backstory that I'm going to make up in Yeah, because he just, at the beginning of the movie, he just wore like a button down, right? There wasn't, mm-hmm. a, there wasn't a jacket. Do you think just, those are his dad's, her dad's yeah, dog tags? Wearing, yeah, I always wondered that too. Like, like, do they ever do a, a close up? I guess the closest you get is when she got out of the shower at Aunt Meg's, right? She's like putting them back on, right? And like, and I mean, that makes sense, right? The, the timing he would have been in what Vietnam? Yeah, because what what is the year in sixty five? Is it when? What do they say the year is? Yeah, I think something so. like that. Something I, like I don't, that. I don't remember exactly what the year is, but yeah, if I mean, she's about thirty five ish, thirty three. We well, we, we, we about looked this. it up at the beginning. Early she's 30s, in her mid thirties, early to mid thirties in the mid nineties. So, for him to have had children, like Vietnam, I think would make sense, right? Yeah, Vietnam, Korea, some something in there. Yeah, but like for him to have dog tags, like, right? He would have been military of some sort, probably. If he has dog tag, dog tags, yes. I guess it doesn't. Why do they call them dog tags? Just because you wear them on your neck? I don't necessarily. Does I don't everybody know wear them? Do they still wear them now? See, I don't know if they. I feel like they probably do. I don't know that they would necessarily. Is it just for identification? Need, yeah, it's identification it's really purposes. It's morbid. It morbid, is. Yeah. Um, but they they kind of are as I don't want to say collectible because I mean, they are collectible, but for families that that gets them they're, value. they're very similar or close to the flag that you get uh, after Do you uh, have Mills your grandfather's? Day. I know you have your grandfather's flag. Do you have his tags? I had at some point I had a lot of his uniform ensemble. I don't know if I have his dog tags. I don't know if I have my other grandfather's either. I feel like I ha- did have one of those at at some time. I just I they're somewhere. <laughs> I just I could not pull them out right now, but if I had them I still have them. That's not something that I would have thrown away. No, no. Of course not. I just didn't know if you had I wish I did know where they were so I could put them with the with the flag. I just wanted cuz I obviously I live here. I see the flag every right. day that's on the bookcase. I just wondered if that was because we could put those in a little. I, yeah, that, it would time. be nice to to have those to know where those are. But honestly, I have no idea where they would even either be. If I shoved them in a pocket of one of the jackets or or sh- shirts that that I have, then they would still be there. And those, I believe, are still at my parents' house. But mm. yeah, so I don't I don't know what's on the dog tags around her neck. If they are her father's, it would make sense. But they never go into it. It's just a little bit of the costuming that you know. They focus on a tiny bit, but they don't ever explain. So they let you uh, figure it out for yourself. I suppose so. 
So is there anything else in this? I guess the only thing I wanted to say was from the last minute that definitely was what I was seeing. I thought it was like a home was definitely the motel that, that you said is where Melissa is going to walk out of. It just from the blurred background at the different shots, it looked like it was just like a house, but it makes more sense that it would just be the, the motel. And we see Melissa walk out of it here in this minute. But yeah, so we're really close to the, the main part of this drive in I mean, right at the beginning of the next minute that we discuss in, in the next week or so is going to be the realization that it's here and now we need to get moving. So that's where we're at. You know, we're an hour and nine minutes into the, to the film. Um, well, I guess an hour and 10 minutes into the film now, 70 minutes done and about, well, it says there's 44 minutes left, but some of that is going to be the credits, which I, I'm not sure what we're going to do about that. I don't know if we'll skip it or if we'll just do kind of do a, an ending. We're not going to do the credits minute by minute. That would be incredibly boring. But so we got about, you know, probably 38 to 40 minutes left. Before so four years of podcasting. Four left. years of podcasting to go. So um, let's see. It looks like credits start to roll. So where's the first names that pop up? Uh, that would be okay. So we have to get through minute. Uh, that would be minute. What would that be? One hundred and six. Once we complete minute one hundred and six, then we just have the credits. So, are we gonna are we gonna read them a la um, that improv you mean show? Like, like whose line is it anyway? <laughs> yeah. Um, I I can't think of my on my feet that quickly, so it wouldn't be funny. It would just be you carrying the weight. Mm. Different than usual. Roles reversed. Yeah. So I wanted to say something that I read an article where I, uh, a reporter had interviewed Helen Hunt just to like ask her about her experience on the Twister set and and that sort of thing. Was this and, recent? Yeah. And it, well, no, no, no. The, it was from a few years ago. I read oh, okay. it recently. But, oh, okay. Um. So it the article was just like a, a transcript of their conversation. So it's. <laughs> And at the end, the reporter goes, all right, well, thank you for your time, Jody." Jody. And Helen Hunt goes, did you just call me Jody?" And the, and the reporter's like, oh, my God, yes, I did. I was thinking about the time that someone mistook, mistook you for Jody Foster. And then I was, like, thinking <laughs> about it. And I said her name. I'm so sorry. Like, imagine if you got the chance to talk to Helen to Hunt. To interview a, a celebrity. About, about something as big as Twister. And you called her by another actress's name well. at the end. Like, honest mistake, and I do that all the time where I'm like, if I try to type to, to like, in an email and talk to someone at the same time, I end up typing what I'm saying out loud, you know, like, your brain just crosses those wires, but. That, that, yeah, that's rough it's when Mrs. you. Miss Hunt. It's when, not you, Jody. when you do that to, uh, you know, a celebrity right. or, or, or uh, you know, politician or something like that, you start yeah. calling them by the wrong name. Yeah. That would be, that would be super awkward. Yeah, it happens though. Just got to move on, laugh about it, and move on. Just we'll cry, cry yourself it. later. <laughs> <Right>? yeah. <laughs> so. All right, that's minute seventy of Twister. We'll be back, hopefully, uh, really soon to talk about minute seventy-one. Okay. Mm-hmm. 
Thanks for listening to the Solid F2 Podcast, a minute-by-minute breakdown of the movie Twister. That's all for this week. Please follow us on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at SolidF2Pod. Solid F2 Podcast is part of the JMNJR Radio Network. Visit jmnjrradio.com for more.